Welcome to the Two C's in a Pod podcast. I am the second hostess with the mostest, Chris Ravning, uh, and I'm here with the always mostest hostess, but he's not hosting today. I'm saying host a lot. It is <laughs> Chris Lindsay. Yeah. Uh, he, 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 he just... Speaking of hostess, like Twinkies. Mm. Twinkies? Yeah, I would like a hostess right now. So I have a little thing to, to reveal to you. Uh-huh. Um, well, i got a couple of things we're going to talk about before we get into the sermon text. But like first you, of all... You haven't even said nothing to me about any of this. Not a, no, that's this is good, right? Okay. This is good conversation material. Uh, by the way, we're presented by Macedonia Baptist Church. Always forget that part. With the two C's in the pod, podcast. Uh, back at it. Uh, Valentine's cakes. Mm-hmm. And Christmas tree cakes. Here's a hot take for you because it'll make you mad. Exact same. Exact same? They're the exact same thing. So this whole time I could have been having... They taste exactly the same. The only difference is those little sprinkles on the top. Okay. On the Christmas tree cakes. The green and... Right. And the little tiny little... Are the what sprinkles are on the valent? Are the or there's no there's sprinkles? No, no on sprinkles. Them. Yeah, they're just. But they taste the exact same. Exact same. Have you ever tried the Valentine's Day cakes? Probably sometime, but, but it's probably so you're gonna have to like sit there and, and not and not let your biases take it over. You can have a Valentine's Day cake and taste exactly the same. I'll have to close my eyes and pretend it's Christmas. Yep. I'll ha- have Courtney get one or like come and and then just like stuff it into your mouth. And then right. be like, that's the Christmas tree cake. And you'd be like, oh! So so speaking of that, uh, Courtney, stuffing things in my mouth, um, that I have a lot of trust for my wife. Mm-hmm. I, a whole lot of trust for her. She has been giving me some sort of pill every single morning. Like, she walks up to me, puts it in my mouth, puts water. I still have no clue what it is. What? Yeah, I. That's she, some trust. I mean, she not not dead yet. She could be poisoning me, like I, slow poison, just like right. tiny bit every day. Or maybe just one day, uh, like I take her off, switch it for arsenic or something, and like. I, and she's just like, oh yeah, this is the pill you gave me every morning. I don't right. know what this, but okay. Right. Maybe it's a vitamin. It, I, I, I'm pretty sure it is. <laughs> but I think it's funny that you don't have any discussion about. No, this. no, it started, She just walks up and walks puts up, it in your mouth and, and, and gives she, you some she, water. Has like it's a tiny pill, so you can't see it in her fingers, and she and I don't know for, about so, that, for some man. reason. I guess it's the fat man in me that is someone ah, start putting something in my mouth that's gonna open. That's wild. <laughs> yeah. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not about that. Yeah, I'm gonna have to ask her about that. Yeah. So she 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 I mean, is they, either poisoning me or looking out for my well being. One of the two options. Maybe it's a <laughs> maybe it's an experiment. Maybe it says it's like going to be like this habit thing. So one day you're going to be like, what happened to my pill? Right. Like the dog with the bell. Yeah, yeah. Pavlov's dog. Yeah. yeah. And so you're going to be like, like every morning. <laughs> As you walk up with nothing, I'm like, eh, eh, why am I doing that? this? <laughs> that would be hilarious. All right. That's, that's, that's. Topic number one. So, so I thought you were going to argue with me because that—that's what I was no, hoping. No, I, I can't. I can't argue with you if I don't know. You don't know. Okay. I didn't so know what I need to do is I need to get a Christmas next year since mm-hmm. they come out so early. Right. Get a Christmas tree cake and a Valentine's Day cake. Mm-hmm. Do a blind taste test. Yes. Yeah. And and we can do that on the podcast. We could. And, and maybe I'm wrong, but it feels like when I had one earlier the, on Sunday, my, my mom had some for the girls, and of course I wanted one. Of course, because and, you uh, hoard them. I'm hoarding them. Yeah, right. <laughs> you can see, they ain't hoarded right now. Those Christmas tree cakes are something else, man. So I don't know about that. But uh, Valentine's Day cakes, um, 
And I ever tell you that Chattanooga, where I lived, and well, I lived in Ringle, but was right outside Chattanooga, is where the Little Debbie factory is. I think you did. Yeah, I think I may have already mentioned that, so that was kind and of And if cool. you were uh, looking forward to a, a relationship with, with me, you, hmm. you would have... Right, right. You would have been like... Why didn't you bring me a case of right. of uh, Christmas? You, you would have you would have taken some frozen of for for me if you would have known. Right, would have known. Yep, I would have. Sure. See, you, you start planning ahead for things. Like yes. This. Yeah. <laughs> start start just thinking like what might the what might people in my future like that I can bless. <laughs> I am not God. Um, all right. Well, the second thing okay. is I was going to talk about. So we were. You sitting, wrote these down. I did. I was had a I was a dot in my mind. All right. Shower thoughts. Shower kids. thoughts. And actually, it was more like. Before we start, it's like, we're going to do a podcast. I'm like, oh, I better think of something before, to, before we get into the okay. text. So, anyway, I thought of something. All right, so yesterday, after the funeral for Miss uh-huh. Evelyn, we were doing the reception. And we all, we both, me and you both did this. We didn't get them. But those little, those little cucumber sandwiches. Uh-huh. I got one. You got one. I didn't get one. Because they were exotic. Yeah, so you got. I didn't get one because I didn't know what it was exactly. And then it, then Heath was like, "It's a cucumber sandwich." Right. And you had it. How was it, by the way? Uh, it was a cucumber on a piece of bread with, with some, some mayonnaise. Seeds. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, all right. So I've never seen that before. Right. You've never seen that before either. Yeah. All right. So what are some things? That's that's one. What are some things that you when when you moved here to North Carolina mm. that you're like, I've never heard that, never seen that, never experienced that before. Like, give me at least one or two. Yeah, I think I think one off the top of my head was the way people pronounce stuff around here. Yeah, yeah, that's the, a that's a good which one. Which we which we've riffed on uh-huh. a couple times. Right. Um. I don't know, man. Uh, are you a are you a pecan or pecan? I'm I'm pecan. Okay, so that's a that must be just like a regional North Carolina yeah. South Carolina thing. Yeah, that's because Southern in Georgia, thing. at least where I was at in Georgia, they call it pecan. Really. Mm-hmm. No, I don't know. You, pecan pie, pecan, pecan, pecan. Yeah, they get mad. Y'all get some of y'all get mad if I say pecan. Yeah, it's, it's pecan. Right. So that's that's well, we won't go into that argument. But I've always screwed up pecan. Uh, yeah, I think I think. But it, it's interesting to me the difference. Even in the South, there's different differences because where I was in Georgia, everybody said pecan. Yeah, and then. Um, go over here to North Carolina. I, I know one. Uh huh. Chicken and dumplings is called chicken and pastries. I wrote it down. Look at this. Just, Just on the same page. That's that's completely dumb. Fine. And it's different. And it's different. Yep. And then some people call also call it chicken pot pie, which I found out recently. Uh huh. And it's the same thing as but chicken it's not and a pot paper. pie. No. It's they call it chicken that, chicken and pastry. Yeah. Yeah, chicken pot pie is like an actual pie. Right. Agree. You know. Right. Ben, but some people call it chicken and pastry. Yeah. chicken and pastry, chicken pot pie. Yeah. So that's I experienced that when I first got to North Carolina yeah. for seminary, and when I went to, particularly when I was serving at the church in Bailey, I was at. They they served. Um, they served. They said chick, they were gonna call it chicken and dumplings. I was like okay, and then like they have it that Wednesday night, and it's like it was that pastry stuff. Right. It wasn't biscuits. It was the pastry stuff, which I'll be honest, I like it. I like the, I like them both. So I like chicken dumplings, but I also like the chicken and pastry. Right. I like the difference, the kind of different. It's more of a pasta right. type stuff rather than the than the than the 
uh, biscuit. So I don't know. I actually, this may sound blasphemy to you. I think I might prefer the chicken and pastry over the chicken and dumpling biscuit. I like them both. You just made all these North Carolinians like happy. Happy. Yeah. Well, that's just what I do. Yeah. I just make people happy. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know about that, but anyway. I don't know. I, li- I like I like me some chicken and dumplings. I like both. Like they're give me good both. Now let me rephrase that. There are certain periods in my life that I prefer chicken and then dumplings to have, and that's not often. Okay. But when I have it, I enjoy it. Okay. It has to be right. Just like soups and chilies and stuff like uh-huh. that. It has to be the the timing's got to be right. Mm-hmm. And then I don't eat it after. I'll eat it that one time and that's it. No right. leftovers. No, you don't have leftovers. Right? So I feel like leftovers, especially some soups. Yeah, like soups, make, they get better. Yeah, like a taco soup. Yep. Like I bet they'll make it one night, we'll have it, but it's actually better reheated the next day right. because it's been sitting in the seasonings and all that. But my, my thing is, is the, uh, for at least for the um, chicken and dumplings and soups, it has to be cold for me. I can't have them in the summer. Oh right! Not so the need... not the food has to be cold, but right. yeah, I know the the temperature, temperature has to be cold. Has to be cold yeah. because cold it... and dreary days like today might right. be a good day for soup. Correct. It's actually going to get colder a little bit later. So I, I'm okay with soup like days like this, but in the middle of summer, no, I, I kind of agree because you know I used to work in no air conditioning, so right. I was hot all day. The last thing I wanted to come home is. To I, I wanted a hot meal, but I didn't want a hot meal that stayed hot when it went down. Right, that right. makes sense. Like yeah. if you get fried chicken, you can pull the chicken off. It's cool. Starts cooling down, yeah. And then you eat it. Right. It doesn't warm your whole body. Right. Now, yes. when I want something to warm my whole body, I want it to be cold. Right. Outside. Right. Yeah. I'm trying to think of anything else here in North Carolina that is different. Um, I'm sure the we'll barbecue is the big one. Yeah, I and I jo- and even from Georgia to South Carolina now to here. Each one's kind yeah, of different. Yeah, so you've got Georgia's kind of the more, um, even where I was at, was the more tomato-based. Right. Your guys are more of a mustard-based. Mustard, based, yep. And then up here's the more vinegar-based. Yep. Uh, I'll be honest, I like all of them. Yeah, if I think I think it depends I, on the kind, and you know I won't name any names, but there's certain places around here I don't like. Right. Because they're too, the, the, it gets too mushy. Mm-hmm. Like almost like throw it through a food processor, and it and just, just tastes soaked. like vinegar. Yeah, just soaked in vinegar. And see, see, see that there's a difference for me. I don't like vinegar soaked barbecue. Uh huh. Now, if you have a vinegary taste in your barbecue sauce, right? And there's other flavors in it, then I'm okay with it. Yeah. But when you like, it, do you like Smithfields when you get closer over to Raleigh? Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I like that. That's vinegar. That's big, right. beginner vinegar based. But I, that's that's good. That's not too much. I feel right. like that's good. Um, I don't know if people around here eat Smithfields or not because there's not one around here. So, so, so I do have to say uh, that here's my hot take. I guess at least my opinion. Um, I prefer the out of those three options. Mm-hmm. I prefer South Carolina's barbecue mm-hmm. uh, because don't know what, what it's about. I, I like it on my ribs. Mm-hmm. I like it on my barbecue. Um, now I can eat it different ways. It doesn't matter. But mm-hmm. if I have some of the, uh, mustard based sauce, mm-hmm. it's, it's all, I'm all there for it. And then get me some hash and rice mm-hmm. and then put me some little that sauce on top. Oh man. Yeah. I, t- I tell you what, hash probably be different too here. Yeah. I don't know. I don't, I don't think I've ever had hash before. Cause we, we called it something else in Georgia mm-hmm. than we did in South okay. Carolina. Gotcha. I, I would love to go onto a barbecue road trip. 
Like I would love if I had the money to go and just go to every part of the nation that has different kind of barbecues. Go like Memphis Dry Rub, like Memphis. Go to Kansas City. Go to um, trying to think of other good barbecue capitals of the world, like those um, just different places. Texas. Go to Texas. It would be you know Texas brisket. We we may be going to Louisiana. Why won't we just drive? Yeah. Well, that would. Yeah, we could. It'd take It'd a It'd take forever, and we'd <laughs> eat a lot. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, you would have to go. But New Orleans is going to have their own. Oh, man. You've been. You've never been to never, New Orleans? Nope. Man. You you like seafood? Yeah. So you're going to be you're gonna Look like at this. me. Uh, I, I see like food, it. and I eat it. That's right. Uh, we're going to have a good old time at SBC, because there is some good eating at SBC, or in New Orleans, man. Mm. Uh, and I, I'm not usually a big seafood fan, but by the way they season everything is out of this world. So I'm excited. Yeah, about that. I, I enjoy food. Even there's like even things that they just they call. I I love the story behind the red beans and rice. The red beans and rice was meant for uh, their laundry day because they were doing all their laundry one day a week, and they would just throw it into a into in the, the cooker pot. that morning in the pot, and then they would have it. But they. It, they would do it on their uh, certain day a week. I couldn't remember right. what day it was, but um, man, we went to a camp. I took kids to a missions camp down there one one year, uh, and um, we uh, stayed at this place that was like a, it was built for the very you know Hurricane Katrina. Mm-hmm. There's still all kinds of stuff they've been rebuilding for years, but um, we 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 stayed at this place, and the lady there was a genuine New Orleans native cooking for that camp yeah and it, i mean it wasn't a huge camp so she was able to do this but we had legit red beans and rice we had legit gumbo and all my kids would not eat any of it because they were like i don't want this and i'm like y'all need to try this this is this is good food <laughs> i had one or two that would finally like work i was like this is amazing i told you it was yeah but the rest of them were like this isn't chicken nuggets this isn't pizza and so so we have a rule in our house yeah you at least got to try it once yeah a year I tried them, so now once you got at least try it once. Yeah. Well, that was nothing. Oh, yeah, here's one: boiled peanuts. Yes. Bold you don't peanuts. like them. I know. I love boiled peanuts. You do like them. I love. I was peanuts. talking to somebody that didn't. I can't remember who it was. Joey doesn't like them. Yeah, there's. Some I, I don't mean to call you out, Joey, but you're the one who told me that peanuts aren't made to be boiled. I I like them if they're hot. When they get cold, though, I like, like it. It don't matter. Ugh. It don't matter, That man. little lukewarm cold taste on those boiled peanuts? Look, ain't nothing better than going fishing and having you a big old cup of boiled peanuts. I'll say the hot. I really, I enjoyed that. I had that for the I'm not time. saying from the gas station. Mm-hmm. So, like some, like some dude on the side of the road. That's what I'm saying. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 That, that's, <laughs> that's where it's at. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I, we had some at a men's retreat in Georgia. And somebody stopped by yeah. on the way when they went got there, and we got and we had. That's what I love about the mountains too. Uh, yeah. When you go to mountains, there's places to pull off. Yeah. Well, I took the students. I stopped. and I got. Well, Miss Joyce goes. I've never had a bull peanut. Right. And so I got two large containers of bull peanuts. Yeah. Had everybody pass them around. Well, next thing I know, it's just me and Aiden eating them. The rest of them are like no, <laughs> no, we don't no, like this. No. Nope. Good stuff. Yeah. I then do. I like the ones that are kind of mushy. Uh-huh. That that are like the 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 uh, 
what is it? The peel? The, what, what do you call it? The shell? There we go. Uh-huh. The shell of the peanuts gotten a little mushy, and you just plop it in your mouth and kind of oh, chew it up yeah. and just eat the whole thing. No, I don't know if I did that. Mm, like that's, that's just regular. That's the, that's the, the best peanuts. ones. <laughs> the best ones are the mushy ones. Good good stuff. Let's see how far are we. Okay, that's good. That's good 15 minutes of... of uh... So, let's go and jump into now... Uh, Exodus chapter 19. You preached at this past Sunday. I did. At least that's what they tell me. (laughs) Do you not remember? (laughs) Not at all. (laughs) Did you have the unction? You went kind of like outside body a little bit (laughs) and and don't remember the thing that you preached? Yeah. Yeah. You had the Holy Spirit uh, unction on that one. Uh, You don't remember words you said. Um, anyways, Exodus chapter 19. So this is coming after, um, Jethro's advice. They come to the mountain. Now they're, we're kind of almost, we're now at a, at a new section of Exodus. So this is still narrative, but now we're, now we're split to the second half of Exodus. And this is now, we're, we're pretty much done with most of the narrative. There's going to be a little bit of narrative that'll pop up. Uh, particularly when we get to the golden calf incident. But now the rest of the way is going to be um, different. But this is narrative, but now we're kind of we're going to be seeing this transition. You almost got like a transition chapter. Like right. this is going to be preparation, and then now we're going to hit that. Right. So, so um, um, Real quick, just because uh, it just popped up. Uh, this is our – we've recorded a year's worth of podcast. Oh, is it one-year anniversary? One-year anniversary. Give me some. Let's go. Uh, Ten, we made $10. We made $10. So guess who's buying coffee today? The you, podcast. Us, uh, the podcast is buying coffee today. <laughs> 10 bucks. Let's go. And that probably will take care of our coffee. Yep. So so thank you, listeners. Thank you for the coffee for the, over the past year. Yep. Thank you. Appreciate for, it. We, we, we do. Hey, if you do want to share it, you know. Yeah. Share, like, share, subscribe. Share, like, subscribe. Tell people uh, this is the best podcast that you've ever heard. Ever heard. And then repent for lying. Um, (laughs) yes yeah but Uh, but yes we're 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 now at sinai um and we'll be there for a year time mm -hmm. Uh, but for us it depending on how fast you read Mm -hmm. it probably will be longer than a year (laughs) because you're gonna get you're gonna get uh into some laws and then you're gonna get into some more laws and some ceremonial laws and it's gonna take up the rest of exodus leviticus Leviticus and halfway through halfway through numbers uh so this is how long and that's another part of this too is that the majority of the pentateuch is centered is is made up of this law part so you've got the back half of exodus you've got all of leviticus and this numbers and this is where everything is centered around and then you get deuteronomy which is a second retelling of all it's a little different though but but I, I like the fact that uh, I, I tried to point it out in, my, in one of my in, in part of my introduction was the fact they get here for a year. They're three days journey away from the promised land. Mm-hmm. They get to the promised land. They're like, oh, no, there's giants. And Joshua and uh, Caleb are like, yeah, let's go in. And then mm-hmm. everyone else says, no, they're going to beat us. And then mm. God says, okay, well, this generation is not going to go in. Right. You're going to have to wander for 40 years. Yep. So they wander around the wilderness, come back to Sinai, mm-hmm. and then travel to three days in. Yep. You know, it's like so close you can almost taste yeah, it. Yeah, close but no cigar. Relish that inhibition. Feel the rain upon your skin. <laughs> there you go. So, so uh, yes. Um, so we're, we're now there, and I had a couple of things I wanted to ask about is... 
Um, you know, as you're walking through the text, um, and, and you, you gave us some really good stuff, I, I wanted to hear about maybe more in a little bit of more detail about um, the the there's a lot of um, things about thunder and lightning and fire and smoke and you know right. what is this what what is all this why is there all this thunder and lightning why is this this smoke and this fire I know you probably talked about it a little you talked about it a little bit in the sermon but right. what's what's the significance of of all of this of 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 this really grand like yeah, almost kind of scary stuff. Uh, all right, so so first let, let's think of it in a biblical narrative perspective. Mm-hmm. All right, so so when when God shows up for covenants, mm-hmm. specifically in um, uh, Genesis with Abraham and the Abrahamic covenant that He makes with him, you you see God show up in uh, a the form of a flaming torch and smoke there too mm-hmm. so you see this theme of and, and here god is starting this covenant uh or re reinstating this covenant uh, a continuation of the abrahamic covenant now to the people of promise that the offsprings will bless all the other nations mm-hmm. and so you see that same theme of fire and and smoke and then you go even back to exodus chapter three where um Moses sees the burning bush, right? Right, mm-hmm. burning. Yes. Um, so, you, so there's a whenever there's fire, something amazing happens with God, just like on top of a mountain, right? Right. You, you see that theme throughout. Um, think also too with uh, with Noah uh, after God flooded the earth, destroyed all the uh, inhabitants of, except for the eight and the animals that were on the uh, not ark. Hey, what happened to the fish? Um, they didn't have to do anything. The world was flooded. That's right. They were just right, hanging so, out. Yeah. Um, they were just swimming around. So what you see God promise then in that covenant was that the next time he will destroy the earth by fire. Mm-hmm. So fire is seen as a judgment. Yes. Judgment. And we see salvation through fire, salvation through judgment. And so each time we see uh, God in, in these different places, uh, there's fire that happens. Go to uh, Daniel chapter 7. Fire issues out from the throne of the Ancient of Days. Mm-hmm. Um, Does this have something to do also with His holiness? Fire is right. an indication of his holiness. The as purifying well. of purifying. the mm-hmm. holiness, but I'm trying to go with the theme through yeah, the yeah, fire. Yeah. And so, uh, even when you get to Revelation, uh, Jesus is seen as his eyes were burning with fire. Mm-hmm. You still see that theme of fire as he as he's able to look and see sin, and he looks uh, in in judgment. Now that goes back to his holiness, as you were saying, that he his his holiness is a purifying thing. Yes. Uh, oh, here's another one. Isaiah 6 with the burning coal. Mm-hmm. Fire. Yeah. Uh, Mount Carmel, uh, Elijah, Elijah there brings carried up. fire upon the sacrifice, yep. which was also judgment against the gods, the Baal prophets, and then they chopped all their heads off. Yep. So yep. so fire is seen as as uh, through that as, as a means of judgment, but 
also, as you pointed out, as God's holiness. Mm -hmm. Uh, And in his holiness, there's a purifying act of that, which we'll see in the fact that God's going to give his law to show what it means to be holy. Mm -hmm. And they're called to be a holy nation. And even in uh, the New Testament, Peter kind of fleshes this out a little bit, that you're going to be... uh, Hang on, let me get there so I can make sure I say it right. Um, But Peter in... First Peter chapter one, he says, "In this you rejoice, though for a little while, if necessary, you have been grieved by various trials, so that the test of genuineness, genuineness of your faith, more precious than gold that perishes, though it is tested by fire, may be result in praise and honor and glory at the revelation of Jesus Christ." Mm-hmm. So you see this fire there again. So. Um, the purifying act of fire upon the people right. uh, because of God's holiness. Mm-hmm. Now, the cloud is shown because we can't look at God. He's veiling himself. Yes. And um, so if he didn't veil himself, it was a means of grace to the Israelites of him veiling himself in the cloud. Um, and that points to one day in Revelation when we have the new heavens and new earth, uh, there will no longer be veiled. The, the brightness of, of God's glory will will give us light. light. We mm-hmm. won't have no need for sun. sun. Yep. So the sun himself will be our sun. That's right. Mm. The sun will be the sun. <laughs> well, it's good. Um, so there's that, that, that. That's good, that aspect. Uh, and so also going back a little bit back into the text a little bit more is... You had kind of talked about uh, the the consecration, and I'm going to kind of push you on this one a little bit because during the sermon you're like, I don't know for sure. So why didn't you know? What what was the what was the issue with consecration that kind of uh, was why was there a was a was a why was it difficult to kind of get there? So this is good for people to know that sometimes we struggle with the text and yeah. don't know what what it means, and sometimes we just kind of have to throw up our hands and go, I don't know. Uh, why was that the case? So uh, there's no information. It just says consecrate. Consecrate. Okay. Uh, and and so yeah, we we can take and look and say, okay, well, what's consecrate? And look that up to be holy, removed for common use, subject for treatment. They consecrated tools. They're they're going to consecrate tools. Uh, God's going to give issues of consecrate, setting them mm-hmm. apart. Consecrating of the priesthood. Yep. So that will happen setting later apart on. certain people to be priests. Mm-hmm. Um, and so there's, if we're following along with the biblical narrative and, and say we get to this point, uh, right now we have no idea what consecration is at this point, at this point. And, and so we can kind of take and and look forward to see what God's doing, a setting apart, but how are they to set themselves apart was not shown. Mm -hmm. Um, right. You could say they were set themselves apart by washing their garments, uh, but if that's the point, and maybe having would, no sexual relations as well, right. another act of that. But I would argue that if that was seen in consecration, uh-huh. it wouldn't be a and; it would be a by. Okay. By them washing their garments, by them not having uh, sexual relations right. with women, women before God. So maybe they, maybe just in my own mind. So I'm trying to think through this myself with the. So, kind of going back to Exodus 18. Where we get this indication that Moses is the one by which God communicates his will and purposes. Mm-hmm. So they come to Moses to hear 
what it means to, and that's why he has so many people coming to him because he's having to teach them the word and to teach them what God has told them. And it takes a long time. So that's why he has to get all these other, um, other elders and, and right. leaders to help him do this. Right. Um, so there's some indication that they're going to Moses to try to get God's will. Now that's going to change here and here as we come to 19 and into 20. It's supposed the rest of the to way. change. Right. People are supposed to talk with God, but then they end up going, oh, no, right. I don't want to. Well, then that, and then now he codifies this this word into the law. Right. And so then they won't have to necessarily, they will have some indication they'll have to go to Moses and go to, uh, but they're going to have it before them. They're going to have a codified law that which they can abide by. So maybe in that time that he had told Moses they had maybe had some indication of what consecration was. We don't know what that looked right. like, but there at least maybe Moses had been told this is what consecration means. Right. Uh, we don't know what that means at this moment, but maybe then we can look forward to what that looks like for these utensils and for these priests that now, oh, that's what it now it's codified. Right. So now this is what it looks like. But Nathan so, says concentrate all the people, not just some. It right. It's all of all the all people. All the people. Well, it goes all the people are to be a holy nation, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, setting apart themselves. I, I think I think my biggest issue with coming to a definitive statement is I didn't want to give, um, I didn't want to say, say anything that just was out of the blue. Yeah, sure. Um, uh, At this point, we don't know. Right, we don't know. the text. Um, the uh, commentators I read, they didn't know. Yeah. Uh, Peter Inge just threw his hands up and He's said, like, well, uh, don't I, don't, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, and so, it, with the consecration and then the washing of outside garments, mm-hmm. um, I, I can take it, and I mentioned that, it, it could be a right. outward and inward washing. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, an inward checking yourself and an outward washing yourself, right? Mm. Um, to prepare yourself for the moment that you're about to meet with God. Yeah. And I think that that may be the best option. Mm-hmm. But for the sake of what the point I was trying to get across, yeah. it, I didn't want to throw that sure. out there in, in a means of uh, uncertainty. And I think even then you would have some legitimate argument on that washing because um, we talked about it. You didn't go that way. You got a, you had a lot to go through. But when I, I talked about how I, I mentioned in John that um, Jesus takes ceremony, the ceremonial right. washing jars and turns them into wine. Right. Uh, he his new covenant transformed uh, because of his own death and his own washing of his own people. Uh, through his own sacrifice, uh, we no longer need ceremonial washing. We now celebrate with the wine that we have been washed by right. the blood of uh, blood of Christ. Uh, even that wine pointing to his own blood, uh, the covenant that he would make for us, uh, and that we celebrate that. So, um, but yeah, I think you would be in in good ground at least uh, biblically that there's some washing there. So yeah, that's good. But I, I think I think what really takes place here is is the fact that. Again, as as a point uh, I was trying to get across, was God is preparing His people, yeah, to meet with Him, right, to receive the law and mm-hmm. to to know what it means to be followers of Yahweh, mm-hmm. the people of Yahweh. So then that carries on into what is that? How's that point to Christ? And you did that in the right. sermon, but how that points to Christ is that Christ prepares us to meet. 
to to be in the presence of God right. through his own self. Yeah. Right. So he, he's he, the better Moses. He's the better Moses. He's the better Israel because the relationship that God uh, speaks with Israel being a personal treasure uh, mm-hmm. here in um, verse four. Yeah. Five. 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 Yeah. Uh, he, it, he's my treasured possession, which is seen in the Hebrew much <laughs> deeper of a personal mm-hmm. it's it's a relational aspect like a father to a son mm-hmm. and we we see that Jesus fulfills that in Matthew when when the spirit descends upon them he says this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased mm-hmm. with right yeah. um then you see it again in the transfiguration of this is uh my son do uh listen to him Maybe says something about well pleased there too, yeah. um, so y- you see that this treasured possession, uh, personal uh, people uh, is is f- kingdom of priests is even filled in him. Yes. he is the king priest. He is the one in which he now reigns, in which brings everyone to God through him. He's the one that issues a holy nation that all the nations of the earth come to know him, fulfilling. Uh, Abraham's covenant now fulfilling this covenant uh, all of that is seen in him so yeah. then it points to us because now we're giving uh, in the new covenant the same promise as first Peter says yes um, first Peter for you are a chosen generation oh, let's sing it sing it go ahead you almost there. I almost said I just like lost it because you, 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 you are a chosen generation a royal priesthood a holy nation a peculiar people that should show forth the praises of him who has called you out of darkness out of darkness out of darkness into his marvelous light into his marvelous light best song you've ever heard that's it it's just so yeah, I'm, I'm it, Chris had never heard of that, and I don't know if that was like a kind of what I grew up in my kind of context and culture. But that was a song I used to sing when we were <laughs> kids or teenager. We uh, we learned we learned I could learn I know that verse because of that song. So song is powerful, but yes, I know that verse. So anyway, so that anyway. was a verse. Uh, now because of what Christ fulfilling that, now we are called to that. Yes, uh, we're to be what Israel was called to here. Yes, because of what Christ has done. Christ has fulfilled what Israel was supposed to do, but did not do. But right. now, because we've been redeemed by Him, we live out that call. Right. To be a light to the nations. That's right. Israel was always supposed to be a light to the nations, but they often, 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 often failed. Well, you see that, and I kind of pointed that out too. In Judges, they started doing everything right in their own eyes. Yes. Like not long. No, hundred two. Next generation. Years. Yeah, right. <laughs> After Joshua, the next generation fell into it. Just okay, okay. Which is a very um, big thing for us to remember. That it's such vital for us to remember and to tell the next generation of the things of the Lord. Uh, we're we're and we're which we're called to that in that verse of First Peter to proclaim the excellencies. Mm-hmm. Right, and that was part of my point, was uh, you proclaim them to your children, you proclaim them to your work, you proclaim them wherever you are, you proclaim the excellencies of Christ. Yes. Um, so that that's that's one of the things that we're called to do in the new covenant. That's good stuff. I'm trying to think if there's anything else in here that I wanted to 
make mention of. We're about at 35 minutes. So. I've got a couple you guys things. Think, yeah, go ahead. I've got, got a couple a, things. I've got a bunch of things. There was a lot that didn't get talked about. <laughs> um, so uh, there's this third day aspect. Uh, and if you are a Christian, you know that third day is important to us because on the third day, Jesus rose again from the grave. Not just the band third day. Not, not just the day. band. <laughs> Sorry, I had to put that in yeah, there. Yeah, of course you did. Uh, so... Um, God tells Moses, oh, by the way, Moses' legs have to be like Herschel Walker's in there. <laughs> he's got, he's got big old just, he, cause he does not skip leg day. No, leg day. no he did not skip leg day. <laughs> Homeboy is a old man and jacked up and down this mountain multiple times. Yeah. And his legs are jacked. And then he goes up and up a mountain and dies at the end of right. the Right. And he, and it says that he was... And he was still, um, what was the words that used? That he was still, um, he wasn't, he had full of life still. Right. Like he dies and he's not like struggling. Like, ugh. Like he's like, God's like, yep, you gotta die. Not going to the promise land. Anyway, go ahead. What about Moses' uh, body being fought over by the <laughs> angel? Anyways. Anyways. So, y'all can figure that out. Um, if you figure it out, tell us. Yep. So... On the third day, it says, Go to the people and consecrate them today and tomorrow, and let them wash their garments and be ready for the third day. For on the third day, the Lord will come down on Mount Sinai in the sight of all the people. And they set limits. Uh, no hand shall touch them. Uh, they'll be stoned. Excuse me. Verse 16, And on the morning of the third day, there was thunder and lightning, a thick cloud on the mountain, a very loud trumpet blast. So that all the people in the camp trembled. I like the fact that the the same word for tremble for the people is the same word for the mountain. I thought I, I thought that was really funny. Mm-hmm. And uh, where is it? Uh, verse seventeen. So on this third day, the the mountains covered, and Moses brought the people out of the camp to meet God. We see Moses' intercession on the third day, which points to Jesus Christ. That after he died, rose again on the third day, he now brings us to God himself. Mm. Because he is God himself. Mm. Like, come on. Mm. Just the foreshadowing, the shadows. This is why I love the Old Testament. Because all of it points to Jesus and and if we miss Jesus, if we if we took this as you should tremble in front in, in the presence of God, yeah, that's good. Right. Yes, you should. You should see his holiness and it should cause you to tremble. But all of it points to Christ. And from Christ we, we see our salvation and see the gospel. The good news of the grace that we have an intercessor that a we are able now to be in the presence of right. God. Uh, for he's paid our sin that we're and, able to. And that's the verse in Hebrews. Since we have such a great high priest, let us with confidence draw yeah, near confidence. to the throne of Christ, throne mm. of grace. Let's with confidence, right? Yeah. Confide with faith, but just just boldly walk up into the throne of grace, like right there, and, and say, "Lord, I need you." You know, you got the picture of the king. Uh, you know, we studied Esther this past week. Mm-hmm. N- normal people weren't allowed to go into the presence of the king. Right. Esther wasn't allowed to go in the presence of the king. Mm. Just like we're not allowed, uh, apart from Christ, to waltz into uh, the throne room of God and stand before him because our sin is is so immense. We, we need, because of his holiness, 
We need someone to go and intercede on our behalf. Yes. And that's what Christ has done. His his blood has washed our sins away. Christ, he has we have been justified from the law that we're about to get. We we are now just in the eyes of God and and God sees Christ's righteousness upon us. And so now we can with confidence walk into the presence of God and issue our petitions. So why don't we pray? Mm. Why don't we pray with that boldness, Chris? Good question. I do the same. I don't know. I don't, I, Why don't I, don't, I pray with I don't that pray. boldness? I don't pray you with boldness I mean? like that at times. Like, we we can cry out, Abba, Father. Mm. And it's he convicting. listens. Yeah, it's convicting. We, we tend to just, we, we forget his, we either forget his eminence or his transcendence. Both right? and. Both and. Exactly. Yeah, so. that's good. Good stuff. Convicting stuff, but also encouraging. We can, we now can approach the throne of God. That's right. Um, good. All right. Well, now we will deal with the Ten Commandments this week, and uh, so I'm looking forward to that. I think I'm going to attempt to one shot it. So we'll see how that goes. Good luck with that. <laughs> good luck. Yeah, kind of like I one shot all the plagues uh, or nine of the plagues. <laughs> so we'll see how that goes. Well, uh, well, the good news is, is this podcast is shorter than my sermon. <laughs> hey it happens it's all right there's a lot of stuff in 19 man so there is uh you probably like, probably could have broke it down into two but sometimes we break up the text and then we go whoops but it's uh it's okay you still got it um got the point out and we'll see what happens with 20 i think the reason why i want to do it in one is because of um i could do it into two but i think there's some significance of talking about um, how Jesus breaks them down, love God and love neighbor, that these right. are broke down into those two ways. And um, so we won't, we won't go a lot of detail to each one because we did do that with our kids on children's right. sermon uh, each Sunday. So uh, hopefully there's some indication and in, uh, remembrance of what each of these mean. But uh, well, how does this relate to how we live as God's people? Um, so And how this doesn't earn you anything, as we learned in children's mm-hmm. sermon. Can you keep this? No. No. <laughs> uh, only Jesus can. That's right. So, um, looking forward to it. Yeah, man. All right. Well, we uh, talk about uh, Valentine's Day cakes. Yep. It's coming up. Uh, and we talk about uh, chicken and pastry, all kinds of fun, different things from North Carolina that we are, uh, uh, have not experienced before. And we talk about the holiness and the transcendence, the eminence of God found in Exodus 19. We talk about all these things. To To the the praise praise of of his glory. glory.